Rosalina from Mario yeah. could get it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Have you seen her in her racing gear? I mean... She could get it. Oh, Lord. I mean, yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, they, I mean, it was a, a bear skipping a jump from her to Bowsette, so I mean, why not? You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean... Sure. I feel like, you know, most of the Smash Bro- I feel like most of the Smash Brothers slash Mario Kart slash Nintendo characters are all ripe for that sort of characterization. So I mean yeah, okay. Yeah, You're not no, wrong. Totally. You're not wrong. Even Yoshi could get it. Whoa. <laughs> and there's the line. <laughs> Anyways, hi guys. <laughs> I'm Nikki. I was not expecting or that. Not I'm Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) If I can breathe. (laughs) This is Page Turners. And Button Mashers. Wow. (laughs) And I'm choking. Oh my god. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) That was... That was something. Usually, I'm not the one who throws you. No, <laughs> that's a first. Welcome. I, I'm uh, glad I was able to, you know, give you that setup though, so that I could, you know, springboard you into that moment. That was nice. Totally. <laughs> I, I felt that I. So if you, <laughs> it's great. But I'm glad I was able to tee you up for that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Ellie, you did. <laughs> so, if you guys can hear, obviously, we have a third person on, and we have a guest! Woo! So, this is uh, Daniel. He is a friend of ours. And, uh, Daniel, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I am a human po- meat popsicle. Um, the uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I've always wanted to do that as an introduction. I apologize. Uh, no, I... Oh, don't apologize. No, no, I, I'm going to apologize repeatedly because the innate inborn sense of guilt that i suffer from because that's just me if you can see my coyish face as i say that all right you're southern uh, yes yes there you go no no i i unfortunately have not allowed my unique southern drawl to come out as i'm speaking because i unfortunately don't have enough alcohol in my system or i'm not angry enough um the uh I mean, I have a bottle of Woodford and a bottle of Glenn Levitt next to me. I guess I could start if you really wanted me to. Um, it's up to you. Actually, that's not a bad idea right now. Uh, I I am Daniel. I am a... Uh, what am I? Again, I am a meat popsicle. Um, I am a VFX artist in the video game industry. I am a nerd and a total dork. But among all those things, that is my thing that I'm doing right now. I currently work for Raven Software as a VFX artist for their studio. Uh, Raven Software being one of the major studios that works on Call of Duty for Activision. Yep. Um, and that's awesome sauce for me because this is a fantastic place to work and I love what I do. I get to do, as a VFX artist, anything that involves explosions, fire, blood, rain, water, stuff, smoke, anything like that. That's basically what we make. And I love it because it's just the most fun you can actually have doing stuff in video games literally i cannot begin to describe how much fun it is to in to make the blood stabs for people getting stabbed in the face it is like you, you <laughs> we're, we were um like ah, 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 a, couple, yes. a while back we were making executions for people playing one of our games and i can't talk about specifics but and That's one of the things we saw was um we, we were 
yeah, we were reviewing, we were like sharing our work so people could give us feedback. Does this look good? Does this need to look better? And one of the, we were all like scrolling through the video frame by frame and watching it. And just all of us were cackling madly like a bunch of <laughs> drunk idiots because it's just fun to watch this, you know, watch this knife go and hear the <laughs> noise of a knife <laughs> as it's hitting the guy in the face and just watching the blood go out everywhere. It's like I said, we're a bunch of mad idiots and we get stupid laugh giddy. We giddily laugh like idiots as we watch this stuff happen. And it's fun. So that's like, of course. Um, before I did this, I did a little bit of simulation work in Orlando, Florida area for like uh, government contractors and stuff like that. But that stuff is boring and I don't like it. Um, and then before that, <laughs> I was a U.S. Army combat medic uh, and I did things in the U.S. Army. And that was not boring at all. <laughs> so there you go. Not boring, boring, not boring. Yeah, so I, my life is a set of uh, peaks and valleys of, uh, of boring and then not boring and then or bo- not boring and then boring and then not boring again. So there you go. That's most of my background. Totally um, yeah. Yeah, and we've uh, shouted you out for your work in Call of Duty because we saw your name in the credits and we both like totally yeah. freaked out. Oh, and... no, no, trust me, you will never fangirl out more than me the very first time I saw my name in a game and a Call of Duty credits. We were like, like I was like, it was one of those. We know him. <laughs> yeah, I stood up and watched everything. I was we like, did. where we is he? Did. Where is oh, he? Yeah. There he is. Oh, yeah. Like I was just waiting. Like yeah. my my wife Cause... will attest. She heard me do the little. Oh yeah. <laughs> she told me <laughs> oh yeah he he uh, his wife and i work together as well in my day job and <laughs> it, it, it's always fun to hear the the stories of the outside too oh lord um but no it's always usually good things and then i can imagine obsessions. oh no i can imagine that you hear all of the bad stories about me i can definitely imagine i've heard a lot <laughs> that does not surprise me it's more more about the kiddo trust me oh, that's fair <laughs> No, it's very fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so of course we invited Daniel mostly, not not mostly because of what he does, but because he's a friend of ours and we've been wanting to have him on for a while. <laughs> Admit it, I'm pretty kind of meh other than my job. It's fine. I don't mind. Come on. You just set me up for a Yoshi thing. <laughs> for, for a sexual Yoshi. Come on. That sounds like a really weird Marvin Gaye song. Sexual Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, like a James Brown song wow. or something. I don't know. That's like. Mm. Oh fuck, man. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Just think about it. There's something in that. We can make that happen. I don't know. I have to. I got. Yeah. I got a couple of musician friends. I'm gonna work on that. Instead of a sexual healing, it's gonna be sexual Yoshi. There you go. So it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, so to be a little bit on track. Um, <laughs> What's that? That never happens. <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of news. So today. This episode is going to be the last in a like once a week release kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, after this week, we're going to go to bi monthly because mm-hmm. uh, reading a book a week and trying to figure that out every single week on top of <laughs> I can't imagine doing literally two other jobs is uh chaotic for I... both of us. Oh, I... oh no, I can imagine. I only have the one job and I don't know how I get anything else done during the month, so yes, yeah, it's. it's makes you feel like you want to scream and on top of that i do have to redo my fire one certification so um once that happens again yeah i'm going to lose my mind so i'd very much like to stay focused yeah (laughs) totally understand um 
Also, we still have a book giveaway going on, yes. which we have six books still lined up, all picked out. It was announced on TikTok. It was announced on Twitter. I put it every freaking where that you can see everything. Um, but all you have to do is submit your review of the podcast, uh, good, bad, or ugly. I don't really care. And you can be put into the drawing as long as you tell us that's, that's what you want to do. And it's a free book. Plus yeah. some stickers and maybe a signature if that's what you want. Like yeah, somebody is, asked for if they'll be signed. Someone asked if they would be signed. <laughs> and I'm like, that's perfectly right. I I don't care. I'll use my nice calligraphy pen. It's I mean, fine. There you go. Yeah. And it's <laughs> all yours. So you still have until the day we get married for that. So Ooh. June 30th. <laughs> hey, I wanted a solid like round out date that I would remember and it'd be like, all right, my last name's different. Come on. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good bookend to it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I finished ah. one story. I'm starting another. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> ah. All right. So since that is our news and everything that I can think of so far. Yes. Shall we get started into this book? Sure. Okay. So this week I read Intertwined by Gina Showalter. Oh boy. Uh, fair warning, I am only going to do half the book for reporting this week just because of how long it actually is. I I didn't even realize this and it's a trilogy. So oh God. <laughs> I just, I wanted enough time for us to, you know, get off topic. Because <laughs> it always happens. What? So, us, I know. Uh, so this story begins with an introduction, okay. kind of. Hayden, Aiden, he couldn't pronounce his own name when he was little, so he goes by Aiden, even though his name is Hayden Stone. Um, it's kind of adorable. I know, right? Had been wandering around his new hometown when he blacked out and ended up at a cemetery. Well, fuck. Uh, he wasn't supposed to go anywhere near cemeteries, since this was one of the four spirits that resides in his head. Uh, it, it was able to raise the dead. That is that from quickly. zero. Yeah, <laughs> zero to one hundred. Real fucking quick. Yeah. So of the uh, spirits in his head, there was uh, Caleb, the horny one, uh, Elijah, the premonitionist who always foretold death or destruction, Julian, the one who raises the dead, and Eve, the woman who was basically <laughs> the, the mother of the group, and he has no idea how they came to be there. They're just there. They're just in his head. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like zero to one hundred. I told like, you. <laughs> that's like that's like insert nani gif like right here. Nani. Nani. <laughs> it's like I, I, I felt like each one of those could have its own nani gif just because, like you said, the horny one. Nani. <laughs> just like at that point, you're the like mother. Cool. And the and the mom. Nani. Like it feels like a tailwind. That's it feels like as a bookend to that group. That's like that's a little letting that's let me down just a little bit. I felt like it should have added a little more. Yeah. It, like Dim, what's her name? What's her name from uh, Resident Evil, the village, uh, Lady Dimitriso or uh, Dimitrisu? Oh, uh, Demetrice. Demetrice. Thank you. I can never pronounce that name. Yes. I've only. I've, but yeah, Lady Dimitrice. Like, is that the kind of mom they're talking about? No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they. He doesn't know what they look like. Um, and I forgot that Eve actually has a superpower, and so does Caleb. So Caleb can force people, force Aiden to go into other people's bodies and control them, and oh, they won't okay. remember. Oh, wow. And Eve is a time traveler. <laughs> what the fuck? So she, like, makes him go into a younger version of himself. It's It's absolutely insane, and it goes into more detail later in the book, but I'm like, yo, all of you, 
stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, please. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. No, that's good. So, <laughs> so Aiden is an orphan. Uh, well, he's not an orphan. He was given up at three years old uh, because his mom was like, yeah, I can't handle this shit. Um, and he'd just been moved into a group home called the DNM Ranch, where it was basically his last hope for any semblance of happiness. Um, also, Elijah had seen a vision of a pretty girl that Aiden couldn't resist in figuring out since he saw them kissing in the vision. Which, of course, with his psychotic <laughs> thing, he couldn't, you know, give up. <laughs> For now, though, he has zombies to fight. <sighs> and they rose pretty quickly, and he fought them valiantly, but it wasn't until a pretty brunette girl showed up out of nowhere was when they stopped. Like, the zombies just froze. Uh, and for once in Aiden's short teenage life, he didn't hear the voices. Which was weird. And he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I've never had this happen. Until a massive wind knocked both of them down and she got away from him. She wasn't near him, but they both just like poof on their asses. Ah, uh, what's happening? Yeah. So Elijah suggested that he goes home and uh, he was like, sure, but I'm going to follow her first. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll do what so, you say, but I don't want to hear you anymore. So I'm going to find her fast. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the girl's name is Marianne Gray, and she was on her way to meet her friend Penny at a cafe. Apparently, that strange wind had caused power to go out and cars to just die. Uh, weird, but she didn't think too hard about it. <laughs> Teenage girl, what do you expect? Oh, that's weird. Whatever. Yeah. Walks. So apparently they were meeting at first to go shopping together, but Marianne had to go back to work, uh, which Penny, her platinum blonde, blue eyed and high maintenance friend did not like. <laughs> What a description. It's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, they worked as friends, though, uh, since Marianne was a do-gooder and literally never broke a rule or lied to her father. Ever. Uh, so Penny begged her to call in sick or something, but Marianne was determined to pay her way through school despite her father being able to pay for her. He is a well-renowned psychologist and runs his own practice. Okay. But she's like, no, I have a 15-year plan. And uh, it wasn't always this way, though. She used to be pretty rambunctious and outgoing until her mother died in a car accident that she was also a part of. Yeah, Gina Showalter's great with tragedy. Um, <laughs> until, yeah, and things hadn't been the same since. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole household had fallen into sadness, which bonded her with her dad. And making him proud was her biggest goal. Uh, as they changed the subject to how Penny should stop smoking, uh, she interrupted her and po pointed out a ridiculously hot guy who was staring at Marianne. Oh. Uh, Penny was like, holy shit, he's hot. Uh, then Marianne mentioned that she saw him earlier and she was going to stop by her, like, she was going to stop by her mother's grave on the way there, but she saw him and she got knocked on her butt and changed her mind. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, she's like, oh God, I think he followed me. And Penny was like, a stalker? Oh, how hot? Fucking... Nanny? <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping a running tally of how many nanny gifts I should be putting into this conversation, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't have enough hands and toes. <laughs> I have two, like, upside-down smiling faces. 
<laughs> emojis oh. on this because I'm like, sure. Uh, we have the, no. the little That's animated. How you get kidnapped. It's the it's the the, the, the smiley face gift that, that hmm. does this, but it, hmm. but as it sits there yeah. and sits for a minute, it like shakes itself to distraction <laughs> and like that's the one i do for this because it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is where i'm going exactly how i feel yeah this is where i'm going right now hmm. that's fair <laughs> anyway penny wanted to approach him but marianne's like no uh i have a boyfriend that's weird and penny's like no he's a jock who keeps following you around to get some even though you keep saying no he might have already been done it doing it with someone else and marianne's like wait what and she was like no never mind Trying to get her a date with this cute stranger. Oh my god. Yep. Why? Uh, It it makes sense later. (laughs) No. So Marianne insisted that she didn't have time for another person in her life. Uh, Testing was coming up for SATs and she didn't want to break up with Tucker, which is her boyfriend's name, of course. Um, Tucker. Did I mention that this takes place in Oklahoma? <laughs> oh no! If you're gonna be, you gotta start talking. You gotta start either start Tucker. talking with that classic Southern drawl, or you're gonna have to start talking like these. That they's gonna start talking like this. If you're gonna talk about them or start speaking for them, and uh, I'm just saying, it's not gonna happen. No. Oh, come on now. Hey, my name's Tucker. Hey, my, my name's, name's Tucker. Tucker. I got. Hey, my name's Tucker, and I'm here to tell you that I'm the best f- football player in three counties, and I drive a He's really also a nice player. truck. <laughs> Oh, no, no. He's also a football player. I'm just saying, everything you've said in this story thus far has been hit to death with the trope bat. and uh, <laughs> or, or in this case, you know, fell out of the trope tree and hit every rock on the way down of the trope hill. <laughs> Except for that part with the four ghosts at the beginning, which was actually kind of cool and unique. And I feel like we were like, I, it was just a great setup, and it's kind of just gone all the way so down. So it, it'll, it'll make sense, and it'll, it'll kick out of that trope no, eventually. I'm, I'm, I have hope. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so before they could really argue about this, uh, he came over. So he said hi, and Penny introduced both of them for Marianne, and he introduced himself. Of course, it was Aiden. We all knew that. Um, and he was new to the area, all that stupid jazz. Um, then he sat down at Penny's insistence. Uh, Marianne found it strange that she was impulsive to want to hug him. Like, she mentioned how she saw him earlier, and he gave some excuse about he, how he worked at the graveyard. And if he, um, if she managed to hear something about desecration of graves, he was just trying to help. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> he was just cleaning it up. It's fine. Nani? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so Penny interjected again and asked all the important <laughs> questions. That's great. Uh, what school did he go to? If not a public one, why is it, like, which one does he go to? Is is he single? What does he like to do for fun? But he deflected and he's like, I just want to know about Marianne, really. Because this is weird. <laughs> so Penny was like trying to bait her to tell him about her dull life, but it didn't work. And she had to go quickly to get back to work. And Aiden offered to walk her, but she said no. And then he's like, can I get your number? And she also said no. <laughs> and then Penny gave her, him her number. Okay. Great friend. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, so she okay. also not only gave him Marianne's <laughs> number, also hers. So. Of course. Why not? <laughs> so he was like all super happy, but then he realized he doesn't know the first thing about girls. He he has one her. in his head. Yeah, but he that doesn't mean he knows <laughs> how to can, handle teenage she girls. She can help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks that he think about that but he doesn't oh. D- just thinks of eve as just another person in his head 
It sounds schizophrenic. It's not. Hmm. Promise. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same, honestly. Uh, So... Here's the thing. He also doesn't feel like attracted, attracted to her. He feels like a sisterly affection and he doesn't understand it. Um, and after he spent a couple minutes really, they felt that same connection, just didn't say anything yet. <laughs> we had the same face there. Just... <laughs> sisterly attraction. That's not two words. Affection. That... No, oh, okay. Not was... attraction. Okay, I thought I heard attraction too. Okay, I wasn't just me. I'm pretty sure you said attraction. <laughs> I might have spoken <laughs> This is a wrong podcast for me. I'm going to go ahead and say thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell no. (laughs) Uh, We've really gone to Oklahoma, boys and girls. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I am from originally from Arkansas. I can make that joke. Nobody send me hate mail, please. We'll get it. I don't care. Well, they'll forward it to me. They'll be like, look what you did to us. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I keep derailing. Um, it's my fault we're derailed. It's not okay. at all. It's okay. So uh, after he spent a couple minutes reeling, he decided to head home. Uh, on the way back, the voices were complaining, except Eve. She somehow knew the girl. Um, didn't know how. Couldn't place her. Um, and Elijah was just like, just keep away from her. No reason. Just because. Also, it's weird that they thought that she could have been seen in passing since Aiden had spent most of his life in mental hospitals in juvie. So, no. This is the first time he's ever been in public. There's no way she could have been seen in passing in any way, shape, or form. Um, So he mentioned that he wanted to be around her. Then Elijah told him that they needed to be released if that was going to happen. They don't know how. None of them do. They very much think that, you know, finding bodies for them and getting some souls out of his head and dealing with that is one thing. But he's like, how the fuck are we going to get bodies? That's weird. So they're in a predicament. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's quite a pickle. It is. (laughs) Uh, So he got home, dealt with some of the other kids who live there. And as soon as Dan, their caretaker, which is funny. Um, fair warning, also, your daughter's name in full is in this, <laughs> and I thought it was weird. <laughs> oh, good. Because there's Dan and Victoria oh, in this book. And I was like, <laughs> huh, <laughs> I didn't even plan that. It just happened. <laughs> so Dan, their caretaker, came home, and Aiden was pulled aside, and he asked if he could attend public school. Dan was like, no, that's a terrible idea. And then he did something he shouldn't have. He walked right into his body, called his social worker, and was like, hey, can you get things in order for me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which Dan would only remember as a change of his mind. My brain hurts. I know. (laughs) So uh, Aiden got sick. For six days, he had been poisoned with zombie toxin because he had been bitten at least once. Um. And it took, like, many days of fever to feel better, and a girl with long, dark hair visited him. It wasn't Marianne, and he was actually attracted to this one. <laughs> and she told him that she needed to talk with him, but he needed to, to get better first, and he did. <laughs> By the way, Daniel just started drinking, everybody. <laughs> yep, that's good. Let's do this. This is fun. 
Hell yeah. So the next day after his fever subsided, he was allowed to go to school, uh, go school shopping. Before he left, he saw the girl and the a tall guy with her, and she was real. He thought he was hallucinating. That's really nice. <laughs> oh, good. So they left. He was given 50 bucks and a rule not to mess it up or else, and then he went inside. He was immediately followed around by a ghost lady who was annoying as all hell. Don't know who, but it happened. Then he finished shopping and left the store to wait for Dan. The weekend had come and gone, and he was excited to be able to actually go to school, but Dan let him know that he needed to do his placement tests first, so no class yet. His other housemate, Shannon, a large, black, brutish-looking kid with stutter, had already taken his placement, so no worries. <laughs> He's important as well. Okay. He gets teased, uh, he gets oh. picked on a lot, and not just from the other boys in the ranch, but, like, from school kids... They put him at the front of the class on the first day and they were like, yeah, tell us about yourself. And he stuttered through the whole thing. So everybody laughed at him. And I'm like, you mother, all of you like suck. This is one of those ranches <laughs> where at the end of the end of the semester at the ranch, everybody drinks the Kool-Aid. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also one of his horrible uh, housemates named Ozzy wrote, hello, I'm crazy on one of his shirts. Nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> Swinging that trope. They were off name. to school. Sorry. You're right? Yeah. Uh, they were off to school. Speaking of which, Marianne had a decently normal morning as well. She got ready, that. ate breakfast, uh, refused a ride from her father and mm. boyfriend since she wanted to walk. The norm. There it is. Yep. <laughs> when she started to head up for school, there was a wolf just there. Because that's what wolves it do. It growled at her. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I know. I'm trying to let you get through it, but I'm just like, I can't. No, no, no. It's true. I can't. It's true. No, keep, keep, keep bringing it that's in. That's the point. <laughs> uh, so it growled at her and pounced at her, but it didn't hurt her. It even gestured for her to go ahead and walk. How? Hold on. How did it gesture? It just went, eh, With, with its, its head? head. Yeah. <laughs> like. Nani? You can go. <laughs> So, uh, it freaked her out so much that as she got closer to school and her boyfriend showed up, she jumped in his car, which was weird for him, but she finished the ride to school with him and hung around while he greeted his friends who were excited about the fresh meat that had just arrived at school. Two of them. This distracted Marianne since the description of one was definitely Aiden. The other one she found out later she had class with. She tried to introduce herself to Shannon, even tried to let him know that she was there for him if need be, but he brushed her off pretty quickly. Everything was normal up until her computer class, which she also had with him and Tucker, where Tucker asked to excuse himself to the bathroom, but hung out in the window. Then somehow a snake appeared in Tucker's friend's hands, and he threw it at Shannon, who reacted in every way that a... Anybody would if a snake <laughs> randomly th was flung at them. It's fair. But then it disappeared. The and then Tucker came back into class. No. I don't know. No. Yeah. Marianne saw the whole thing and she was like, the fuck just happened? Excuse <laughs> me. Hold on. But then, uh, you know, nothing else. Okay. Yeah, so the end of the day came and as Aiden was waiting out front for Shannon, who beelined towards him and asked for a truce, he only really has Aiden and Marianne, who brought him his syllabus and was startled to see Aiden at all. She knew about the ranch and the boys that lived there, so she understood right away. Uh, Shannon left quickly and Aiden and Marianne spoke for a while. He explained that he really only wanted friendship from her and she told him that she gets 
this weird feeling around him. Like, she wants to hug him like a brother, but then run away as well. She doesn't understand it. And he felt the same and was about to say more until Tucker showed up. So he insulted not only Aiden, but Shannon and told him to get lost, but he didn't care to listen. Uh, he wants friendship with Marianne, so he told her that he'll see you the next day, and Tucker pulled Marianne away. Their talk pretty much consisted of him trashing the boys and demanding she thank him for being so mean to them. Which, no. <laughs> like, if you're gonna be a dick, what? It's a new people, I don't understand. One-dimensional bad guy boyfriend trope. Trope bad! Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he he's not just the normal bad guy boyfriend though. Oh, I, I have a feeling and that's so... what's so messed up. Oh lord. <laughs> um and anyway, she's like, if you're gonna be like that, we might as well not be together. Like, fuck you. Fair enough. Um so he took it back and he was like, I'm sorry. Bye. Whatever. And uh before she knew it, her ride home had left. She watched Penny zoom around the corner and off home. So she had tried to catch up with Aiden when her wolf friend reappeared and he spoke in her mind and explained that, no, he can't read minds, but as a werewolf, he can communicate this way with her. Yeah, why not? Yep. It just gets real fucking weird. Random. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, this was the wolf that approached her at the beginning. Oh, I, 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 the I, oh I'm tracking that. I'm just like random werewolf. Nice. That's okay. Let's see where we can yeah. go from here. <laughs> So she was like, okay, this got to be a, a hallucination. But she, like, petted him, and she was like, oh, you real. <laughs> Never mind. I could so be he, on drugs. So she was like... No. <laughs> yeah. So she was, like, petting him, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Scratch behind my ear. <laughs> like, it's wonderful. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, my God, why? <laughs> so oh. she stopped, and... He, he asked about Aiden, which she didn't understand why or what they have to do with one another. Um, when Aiden also popped up out of the blue. Oh. Uh, he was prepared to defend Mary Ann and she was begging them not to fight. Even though she doesn't fucking know this wolf and I don't understand. It's so weird. Uh, they ended up rounding each other and left and then Aiden was gone. And the what? wolf was on the floor and twitching and after a moment he popped up with Aiden's ever-changing eye color. And left. Aiden jumped into the wolf. His... <sighs> Figure it out. No, yeah, sure. Figure out the question. <sighs> and then no, ask me. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't, no, I, I don't I'm with, have a question. I, I'm, with him, I'm with him on this. I'm just like... So instead of fighting the wolf, Caleb decided that it would be a great idea to jump inside and of possess the wolf. The wolf. No, just I... like, Let's just forget. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm tracking that. I'm just like... Cool. No, it's okay. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. When he had gotten close to the ridge, he knew he had to stop the wolf from attacking him. Oh, believe me. They had a nice long internal conversation, which was weird for Aiden because this never happens, uh, about how the wolf wanted to tear out his throat. Uh, so he did the only thing he knew to do. He mangled his own leg in the wolf's body, which is great because he felt it. All of it. And then he left the body, promised to bring back bandages, and then ended up checking in with Dan. But the the wolf had left by the time he got back. Sure. Also, during this time, Shannon had gotten jumped by mm. some kids. And for some reason, they both thought that Shannon was the wolf at one point. 
He is not. But they thought he was. He had the same eye color and he was just as reclusive. That was it. <laughs> it's the only thing they had to go off of it. Pro deduction right there. Yeah, there you go. That's some that's some Sherlock Holmes level stuff right there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they must they must be the same person. They have the same eye color. No. Like, he poops <laughs> and the werewolf poops. He must be the same. Yeah, I've never seen them in the same room together. Have you? <laughs> Just... I'm like, so, okay, anyway. okay, I'm sorry. I got it. So, so we have ghosts. It's okay. We have ghosts in the guy's head. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. some sort of psychic ability from the girl. Random, yep. you know, EMP farts in the wind. Yep. We have guy. We have magic appearing and disappearing snakes. Yep. We have a werewolf. Yep. That's at, at, at... And we're about to meet. A vampire. And vampire. Oh, good. I was wondering when that was going to show up because now I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's at a certain oh, point. they're not the only ones. Uh, uh, okay, so okay. just to jump ahead, there's yep. also fairies, goblins, uh, Valkyries, okay. witches, okay. and a load of other things. Okay, so we're going for like Dresden Files-esque they... type stuff here. Okay, that's fine. It's like... Yeah, it's absolutely all of it okay that's fine <laughs> in one book no it's just fine it's just this is this is feeling very like at a certain point it's like it's a hat on 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 a hat it's like this is team fortress level like yep stacking kind of, yeah. but it's like yeah <laughs> hmm. it all makes sense eventually fair enough i'm totally tracking so that. um that night she ends up showing up okay and she introduces herself and she's like what do you want with my kind why did you summon us that EMP blast summoned her. They don't know how or why, but it did. Okay. Sure. Um, so it wasn't just her. It was her father. Guess who her father is? Dracula. Thank you. And Really? She is. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, you could have come up with any other vampire, but sure, that one. Just make up your uh, own. There's like... Mm. Thank you. Uh, but she also is apparently a princess because he's her father right. of course no um and he was like super into her of course so aiden's like yeah i'm i'm like into you but she's like you're just food to me so then he had to back to the house Nanny? <laughs> oh, more confusion that, I know. that's gonna keep coming up <laughs> uh so the next day marianne got ready for school so this happened the night before we're skipping on to marianne yeah, the next morning sorry uh as she got there really early, she needed to talk to Aiden, 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 English, uh, to Aiden about what happened. Uh, she knew she wasn't hallucinating, and by the time she arrived, he was hesitant to say much of anything. But she told him she needed to know what the fuck is going on. So he told her almost everything. He just didn't mention the other souls, their properties, just the vampires and werewolves and interesting powers. <laughs> uh sure so he didn't say that the four souls were the reason he has these interesting powers because she witnessed him using some of them right so she's like what (laughs) again nanny yeah so she was at first like super hesitant but realized how hard this was for him to even admit it to her so she hugged him like friend hug she was like i totally understand that you need the support and you know, now she needed to know everything that was actually going on around her because she's been in the dark forever. Uh, but for the next week, he avoided her. 
Uh, he was always missing for lunch, and Tucker was always swooping in early to grab her before Aiden uh, arrived at school. And she really wanted to know more and talk more, but that didn't seem like it was going to happen. So she looked forward to her walk home with the wolf, who had taken his sweet time not talking to her at all. He just blocked her out. Mm-hmm. Just escorted had, escorted her from home and school. Sure. Weird. Uh, which made her, of course, more curious. And this day was a little different, though, uh, since when she arrived, Tucker was waiting for her on the porch. Uh, sure. Yeah, he said he needed to talk to her that whatever Penny told her was a lie. Which was weird because she hadn't spoken to Penny in a little bit. Can you guess? She went on and Cheater. on about Cheater boy. it wasn't the father. It was a lie. <sighs> and then went like and then it clicked. Penny told her that Tucker may have already been with someone else. And just didn't expect it to be her. <laughs> her own best friend since childhood. Sure. Oh, great person. And now she's pregnant. Uh, the upside, Marianne already wanted to break up with Tucker, so that's great. But she didn't want to lose her best friend in the process. <sighs> yeah, it's great. So in her heavy-hearted disappointment, she yelled at him to leave. Um, he begged her to stay in his life in any way, shape, and form. Begged her. He was like, you're the only person I feel normal around. I was no, sensing there's a some like, here. There's something like... Mm. Wrong with him. There's like... Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's something... He's he's a vampire or he's a spirit or a, some sort of fae that's going to start like eating people's brains if he stays away from her for too long. Do you want me to tell you now or do you want to wait no, until no, next let... episode? Because we're almost at the end of where I'm going to pause. No, no, I, I, I'm, heaven forbid, I bring in spoiler comments. But I'm just like, there's something there. <laughs> this whole, this whole podcast is a spoiler. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tell so many things about spoilers. So the wolf accompanied her to her room where he was just trying to comfort her, and he gave her some advice on not how to, on how not to give up on her friend, and that Tucker was trash anyways, and they all knew it. Um, then as her dad arrived, he invited her out to dinner and a movie, and the wolf leapt out the window, nodding his goodbye for the day. And that's where I'm going to pause. I only wanted to pause there because that's like not even halfway through the book. And there's just so much that happens. And I, I'm very distracted all the time right now. (laughs) And everything from this introduction, from them meeting, from what starts to happen with Tucker, all of that starts to fucking ramp up from here. And oh man. The beginning may have been tropes, but the end is not. <laughs> but it's like it sounds it's one of those things where it's like this could have been like I it's like an interesting concept and I'm like the the whole starting with like the four ghost thing was like this sounds really cool. And then I was like at a certain point when you stack all those tropes together and then try to cram it into this Dresden-esque mm. type concept like where it's like oh it's the modern day world but there are vampires and ghosts and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Although I got to yeah. admit having a vampire dracula is summoned by emp farts that's kind of a cool concept but the um, canon no I, I accept that yeah head canon to me from now on if if that Dr- dracula ever appears all the lights in the greater Who midwest farted? will disappear forever um and it will smell slightly it will smell slightly of beans um the uh but like ah. but like it's like the whole uh, thing is like you're trying to cram all this stuff into a dresden-esque type you um 
like mm-hmm. world setting and i'm just yeah. like i'm like sitting there like i get it and it's a cool that's a great world setting to put that stuff into but after a while it's like once you stack that many tropes in like in such a and i don't know like what age group this book is put towards because i actually don't know it's this technically a teen okay so this is technically like young adult yeah young adult okay is that's more like it. that's what was killing me because I didn't know if it was aimed towards adults. So this this nope. te- the writing of it the 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 the, the narrative like stacking feels very yep. young adult, which is fine. So now that and that makes knows... me feel way better. I'm like yep. okay, forgive forgive all plot commentary. It's totally valid. Rock on. Yeah, y'all have fun with that. <laughs> so <laughs> Gina Showalter is one of my all time favorite writers. Yeah. Um, because she knows how to write to her audience. Yeah. No. No. I will and forgive if it's a young adult absolutely. novel. I will forgive a lot of writing issues just because I am like, no, no, no. Get the kids interested in the writing concepts. These are beginning writing. This is beginning storytelling. I want the kids yes. to like yeah. this stuff. And then they will grow out, not grow out, but they will grow up understanding that, okay, these are like not, these are like, this is written towards a slightly immature audience. And now you're going to grow yeah. up into more adult concepts and these, you're going to grow out of yeah. this. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I, I am actually, like, everyone likes to knock, like, the Hunger Games and all those other things. I'm like, no, no, no. They're there for the reason of introducing kids to these concepts. And I'm, like, totally yes. on board with that. If this was being marketed as an adult story, I'd be like, bro. <laughs> 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 it's like, no, I, I agree. There's, what is you doing? <laughs> I, I say this a lot in the podcast as somebody who, I, I, I really like young adult novels um because you know they grasp my attention really quick they keep me on track for reading but she is one of the few authors who also writes novels towards adults but she understands how to keep her concept clear and Mm -hmm. it's always somewhat supernatural it's always crazy it's always like let's throw everything crazy into this but she and I started one of the series before. It's a 13-book series, so I'm not going to do all of them at once. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. But um, that episode, even Tyler could follow along just right. Yeah. It, it had everything in there. It, it had... <laughs> that sounds like I should be offended, but no, I'm not. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's just because, like, in this, it's trying to keep that interest of teenagers mm-hmm. where it's like okay you have all of these things there's actually two perspectives mm-hmm. it's aiden's and marianne's yeah. i have to take that and be like here's one concise narrative telling of it yeah, yeah. It, it's no. it's all connected it just seems weird because you have to jump back and forth so much oh, yeah and i don't know i yeah i agree like all those tropes it's like it's great for a teenager oh, yeah or someone who's like just really starting into like more serious yeah, book reading. Absolutely. I'm totally. But for an adult, you just like, ah, where are your parents? Well, no, it's like at a certain, like you were talking about like some of the, some of the stuff is like where he had to mangle his leg as a wolf, had to mangle the wolf's leg while he was in it. And I'm like, oh Lord, please don't cut yourself on all that edge, bro. And I'm just like, and I'm, but I'm like, but then again, but think about it. Like you're speaking to that, you're talking to that younger teenage audience who sees mm-hmm. that, who sees that I experience pain because I am, my brain is in a soup of hormones and this is what I see the world, the lens I see the world through. And I totally. In his, yeah. So in his case, in the book, he actually said he had to do it just to protect himself. Oh no. I, so he, yeah. Yeah. No, I. Even Eve was like, yeah, this sucks, but we get it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I totally am like. No, like, and I'm not knocking it for the story level, like, for the way it was, like, 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 
if that had been in an adult novel or like in a in a more attended for like adult level novel, I'd have been like the presentation would have been like like to me if it depending on how it was presented i would have been like ooh okay don't don't delve don't dwell too much on the self-inflicted pain or else you're going to again don't cut yourself on the edge bro but again yeah. you're you're <laughs> putting it towards a younger audience you kind of need to m- emphasize that a little bit because again you're catering to their worldview yeah. and you're kind of mm-hmm. trying to get that out there so that it it caters to that lens that they're looking through but no totally fine i actually think that this is a great thing for them i'm like this actually makes me feel bad for kind of sitting here snickering at it the whole time you were reading about it because <laughs> no it's okay that's the whole point it's it's, it's too like that's me on this yes. podcast all the time oh, no, it's so fine. i love it because um and i love that we're having this discussion too i tend to lean towards teen novels because i like to snicker at them i oh, like no. to sit there and just be like calm down like this decision is so much easier than you're looking at it from and a lot of the time it's a conversation that just Mm. needs to happen and you want to scream at them and be like just talk just talk ask Mm -hmm. ask the question just ah!" it's like a completely adult concept apparently and even then sometimes not but like i love that and it is fun to kind of snicker at the younger audience things because even the last book not last book the book before repossessed was like okay this is aged for 13 year old boys i was gonna (laughs) say like how he's like speaking to the girls in the book like the way you were describing how he's speaking i'm like oh yeah a a 13 year old boy wrote this it's like this is like that mentality and i'm like but it's fine Mm -hmm. it's like like you're talking about like young there was a book that one of the first young adult books i ever read like Mm-hmm. okay not i'm not this is not me trying to make myself sound smart but like when i was younger when i was in like i was in fourth grade i was reading my sister's junior high and high school books so i was like always okay. chomping at the bit for like books that were more advanced for me so i found what was one of the original at a book fair that was um one of the original young adult novels it was called if rock and roll were a machine I don't know if you've ever okay. heard it. like a fun book. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It was one of the original. It was, um, and I, I, I use this as like a good comparative anchor for young adult novels because um, it's not sci-fi. It's not fantasy. It's literally, it's a story about a kid who had a mm-hmm. teacher who was mentally abusive to him in class. He was this smart kid in school who had, you know, had always been, you know, treated very caringly and been lovingly. And then the teacher basically got tired of him being you know similar experience that i had to one of my teachers at at this point Mm -hmm. the teacher basically Mm -hmm. got tired of him being smart and correcting him in class and so at one point the teacher who was beloved by all the other students ostracized him in class visibly in front of the other kids um and because of that it stunted him a little bit and he basically became withdrawn from his fellow classmates from his friends he went from being like this he was on the the track and field started he was like you know went from being like in athlete and athletics and uh was like you know a very academic based kid to starting to fail his classes and he dropped out of athletics and all these other things that he did and it the story picks up like starts out it, it's in medias res in that case um mm-hmm. where he's in high school and he wants to buy a motorcycle he's been staring through a window at a harley davidson at a motorcycle shop uh, but his, his family is always like, no, motorcycles are dangerous. They're not safe. We don't that people who ride motorcycles are drug users and gang members. 
Well, it's it's this typical Southern thing. You see guys who wear the leather vests and they get you get inducted into gangs and you sell drugs, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. But it's that whole thing of they sorry, I know you've got a time limit. I'm trying not to. No, you're good. Um, but they uh, he basically wants to buy this motorcycle. He has money that is his technically from his family. That's that's his money. He wants to buy it. And his dad tells him no. And he basically leaves home, goes to live with his grandmother and buys the motorcycle to be oh, his. Wow. Um, the guy who runs the motorcycle shop that is his. Sorry, I, I don't know how I got started on basically reading out the whole book, but OK, quick, quick rundown. He, the guy who runs the motorcycle shop basically like realizes this kid's in having problems and starts kind of mentoring him a little bit, hires him on to work at the shop to help him with the motorcycles, teaches him how to maintain his own motorcycle, and then kind of helps him in life, like gets him back on track, finding his own confidence. And through all this, he finds out that one of the things he's always still loved to do through his whole life is writing. He likes to do these things. He likes being creative and he finds his pace. He finds a teacher that's that like figures out who, you know, he, shares his story about this other teacher with his newspaper uh, journalism teacher. And he meets a girl who actually, the the only reason I bring this book up is because a, I can still read it now as an adult. And yes, the writing is a little juvenile, but it, it doesn't cater to it. It is written in a way that an adult can still enjoy the story and appreciate okay. the meaning yeah. of this is a kid who is treated in a way that even an adult doesn't find inconsequential because a lot of the time we hear kids say oh i was mentally abused as a child and i'm like okay well how is that oh i got i got called mean names by people and that made me feel mentally abused i'm like well no that's not really mentally abused mental abuse that's like like this guy actually this character was mentally abused and it was spoken in a way and treated in such a way that you're like oh no i i totally understand that that is like that's a very connectable thing but it was also written in a way that a child could understand it and understand the differentiation Mm -hmm. And it was written in such a way that not only could the kid understand what that was and why that was so abusive, the kid empathized. A children, a child reading the book, like a young adult, would empathize with that in such a way that they connect with it and carry it forward in a responsible mm-hmm. and nuanced way. And sorry, I'm like I could talk about this kind of stuff all day just because yes. I like talking about awesome. books. Um, but like, like <laughs> they basically like. I use this as like a benchmark because this is one that I read and was such a great sp- point. And then you look mm-hmm. at like. Like Hunger Games is a great one because I know it's like mainstream and everyone talks about it, but like that was a good one because it was the fact that it kind of catered to the same extent. Like as an adult, you can read it. The writing is a little juvenile, but it's it is written in a way that an adult can can appreciate it. Um, But I have read some young adult novels. I myself like them. Like you said, you like young adult yeah. novels. I like them because they're yeah. still fun to read. It's kind of like reading a comic book every now and then. It's just fun. It's that candy thing that you just, it's candy in book yes. form. Um, but the thing is, is I've read some young adult novels where I've read this and I'm like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And it's like, yes. you know, like I can <laughs> read it and a, yeah, I can read it and appreciate that because I'm, you know, I have a distinct understanding of like, this is a good book. This is a good book. Ooh, man, this is a bad book. And like, I'm reading this. And I'm like, the, the problem is, is like, I feel like some of these books sh- should be given to children. Like when you get this book, like this is a bad book. Read this. So, you know, this is what bad looks like. So you have a baseline and then yes. like, yeah. give them like an idea of like, no, this is a good book. This is what good writing looks like. And it's like, I want. I wish I could like give that like to kids in schools just as like, this is like, 
read all the books, but also understand the them. difference of like this is a yeah. great book. Don't yes. don't read this and think this is good just because it's in like a library or in a bookstore. This is bad. <laughs> yes. I mean, oftentimes I mean, I just read Speak by Laurie Halls Anderson like last week. Yes. Um or was it 2 weeks ago now? It, either way, it hurt. It, it it genuinely hurt. That's one of those hard books that it's like, it's meant for teenagers. Yeah. But even reading it as an adult, you're just like, oh no. Ooh, like, yeah. it's one of those like, it hurts mm-hmm. to read. It hurt to speak about. But the point, <laughs> name the book, speak. But like, it hurts so much. But at the same time, that's one of those books that it's like, I know that this was written for a teenager. I know that this was written so that they can understand what to see yeah from the outside looking in yeah. and also what might be going on in the head of this one singular girl who might be going through something like this yep. and it was so painful even as an adult now mm-hmm. where i was just like oh man i've seen those kids or i've been that kid mm-hmm. or um someone i know is going through that something like that and you're just like, oh, no. And that's that kind of mm-hmm. writing that it's like, you know, it's meant for this, but the message is across. Yeah. And it's, it's meant to be enjoyed no matter who reads it. Yep. But you know where it stops and where it starts. The quality and of the writing still that. works regardless of your age. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how you know that's a damn good writer. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> anyway, with that, let's take a little breaky break. <laughs> take a break. Oh, weird technical things. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be live if it wasn't technical difficulties. Right? True if it that. wasn't for technical difficulties. Fucking right. <laughs> True that. Anyways, uh, did you have any games that you wanted to talk about at all? Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, God. Where do I start? <laughs> well, okay. So I'm going to bring up, because of you and Amber phoenix rising i will end up reporting on that later because oh i have become obsessed <laughs> because yeah. okay okay that game is fantastic yes <laughs> the art style is fantastic yes the effects in that game okay i'm going to say this now anything i talk about game wise i'm going to speak to it through the lens of an effects artist because i watch all this stuff and i'm just like wow that fire looks bad or oh my god that fire looks amazing yeah. or yep. an insert thing here but like i also look at these things so like phoenix Phoenix is is just the art style is so well put together that it is really easy to overlook a lot of the flaws that I see in that game. But it is also <laughs> oh my gosh, riddled with them. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. There are tons of things in there, like you know, the repetitive combat is like because that was the same complaint I had with Breath of the Wild. Although with at least with Phoenix. It doesn't have the whole, oh, the Master Sword is the thing I use to chop down trees because, you know, the Master Sword, you know, grows back. And yeah, I have this really awesome axe that I don't want to break, so I'm going to save it for killing things, and I'm going to use the Master Sword to chop down trees. Um, the, I mean, the fact that I, Tyler knows, he knows. Yeah, you, oh, you know. I know. Oh, yeah, we both know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. But it just feels wrong. It feels wrong to chop down the tree, the, 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 use a tri- Master Sword to chop down a tree. Um, yeah, it does the 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 combat again like the repetitive combat is is 
a little sluggish to me, but at the same time, the fact that it is has almost like a slightly dark Soulsian hint to it with like timing and learning tells yes. and all these other things. It's it's Babby's first Dark Souls in a lot of ways yes. because yep. it's it's, oh it's gosh, for people yes. it's for people who don't <laughs> want to play Dark Souls with that level of, you know, play the game and chew on the brick until you bite through the brick and that's when you know you can beat the boss. It's it's that oh level of it's that it's that level of this is the introduction and it's like if you can do this without feeling super frustrated, you know you can do Dark Souls. Um I just had like a revelation because I didn't even realize that because I'm only to Achilles. Yeah. And oh, Achilles he's already bitch. He's already <laughs> pissed me off. Oh, like no. Achilles was the easiest one. Don't don't talk to me until sucks. you get to her. Don't talk to me until you get to Heracles. <laughs> that's what sucks because I literally was just like, I know that there's a pattern here and why am I not seeing it? But then again, at that point, I'd been playing for like three and a half hours. So my yeah. brain was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell am I doing wrong? So I kept respawning and going back into it yep. and going back into it and going back into it. And I'm like, oh my God. And he was he was listening to me yell. Like out of frustration. I was in the other room and all of a sudden I just started, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you comparing it to Dark Souls is perfect because I've been on the other in the other room listening to him play Dark Souls and him oh being God, like, yeah. motherfucker fucking hell what is this and i'm like i don't understand and i found it funny and now i get it <laughs> i'm so no. mad <laughs> yeah, no. thanks to thank you to bloodborne i'm not allowed to play those games around amber anymore because after a while she's like i'm so tired of hearing you bitch and moan about that stop playing it i don't want you to play that around me and i'm just like but i want to keep playing i like it's watching so you play Blood bloodborne actually oh no like Sekiro, Bloodborne, Dark Souls. I didn't care as much for Dark Souls three as I did for Dark Souls one and two. But again, okay, actually, no, I take that back. Storyline wise, I love Dark Souls three. Gameplay wise, yeah. I didn't care as much for Dark Souls three. Storyline wise, I hated Dark Souls two. Gameplay wise, I loved Dark Souls two. Mm. But that's a new that's, take. Actually, that's controversial. There's a lot of people that hate two. Okay, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of changes that they did to the gameplay there, but I liked. I, okay, I am one of those rare breeds that did a dex build. Oh fuck! I I am a man who is a masochist in that regard. I you like self inflicted have no pain. idea what that means. <laughs> All I know is that if it's brought up as a rare breed, means that oh my fucking god, does it, so. I, I, that is. I like to make myself suffer. So let me put it to you this way: I don't no no sword no shield. Oh, oh double sword. Shit. <laughs> okay oh you made me manic laugh that's great <laughs> yeah no no so it's like i put so like for me for people for for anyone i don't know if anybody else is you're probably gonna get people like oh dex builds were still trash in dark souls 2 yes but they weren't as trash as they were in dark souls 1 that is so true that's actually fair. oh my yeah <laughs> so it's From like what i've I'm, heard that's fair <laughs> So it's like, and the thing was, is like when I got to play Sekiro for the first time, it was like, they finally listened to the dex build, guys. Yes! <laughs> finally, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And it's just like, again, I say, it's like Sekiro was, again, that, that, that revelation for me of just like, it was that moment of like clairvoyant re of revelation of just like the first two and a half, two, the first two and a half hours of that game was just like clarion, just like flawless play for me <laughs> and then i just lost 
all of it, and it just went down the shitter just in one smooth flush. It was just oh, oh man, oh, no. oh it's so bad. Oh man, I got through the I got through the golem fight, the 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 um the big dude fight at the beginning where you oh, gotta yep. get yeah. I got through that and just it just all fell apart for me after that for a few days, and then I had to get back. Oh uh, anyway, yes, Dark Souls games are awesome. I love them, but. Yeah, for me, Dark Souls, I've played a lot of Dark Souls 3. I've helped people through Dark Souls 3. Like Mm -hmm. my best friend, he couldn't get past the first boss. So Gundyr, he, yeah, yeah. he, he just couldn't. And then I told him, yeah, I told him a strategy and he's like, what the fuck? And then we got him through the entire game after that. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of bored. So I'm going to go with an archer build. Because, yeah, I I wanted <laughs> to make you. a bow viable, and <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> okay, not That's not like, in people. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm controversial for saying I did double swords in Dark Souls three, and then I'm like, okay, it's never mind. That guy's like, no, no, fuck you, hold my beer, and I'm just like, yes. no, I tip my hat to you, sir. You go right on ahead, man. <laughs> like, here's my here's my pint of of mead. Just hold that for a second. <laughs> no, no, man, you go right on ahead. Like, it was. You want to stick that? You want to stick your dick in that pencil sharpener? You go right on ahead. It was pain. <laughs> it was pain. I don't use a bow and arrow in PvP unless they're being an asshole and staying back. You know, doing the like, oh, I'm gonna bait them into enemies. You just hit them with the bow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. eventually, at some point, when you're playing against bosses and you have your buddy there, they'll run in, start stabbing them. You hit that boss with one bow, they're on your ass. Yeah, like yeah. one arrow. They're there. I'm waiting You're for like, that, that. I'm waiting for that guy to like throw one magic javelin at him, and it's like, nope, nope, nope. He's coming for you. He's the all oh, Lord. He a coming. <laughs> oh boy, he's coming. <laughs> you done did fucked up now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, and I just, well, it goes back into the whole thing, especially with like Dark Souls three. It was just like because Dark Souls one was like the the planet. The, the 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 pinpoint thing of like oh it's like big giant monster not that scary oh dude in a suit of armor <gasps> no! yep. run away but like dark souls 2 tried to do the whole like you know thousands of bodies fused together in this grotesque horror thing and like they tried mm-hmm. to go for more of the body horror thing and mm-hmm. i was like that was fun but it like the, the my biggest love of dark souls 3 was the fact that like they went with like the decay route Mm-hmm. of the villains yep. like a lot of the villains and enemies had that they started clean and the enemies like slowly started becoming rotten and decayed or yeah. mutilated and horror like as horror you started. went on and on, yeah, yeah as the story progressed like the enemy started to have the body horror element and it was that was that was fun to me i was like oh this yeah. is such good storytelling through this again my issues with dark souls 3 beside but uh, it's like and, and again yeah. i still love all three of them they're some of my favorite games i will still play yeah. them to this day but you know Same. but no phoenix is again like i said baby's first dark size dark dark souls and the gameplay is fantastic the abilities and the scaling of the abilities is fantastic and the the fact that as you're going through and you level up all these abilities and you scale these powers and all this other stuff lets you feel powerful but at a, at a in a way that's like if you're playing it right if you're playing well you mm-hmm. feel powerful and you don't you don't feel powerful because the game's like a power fantasy you feel powerful because you're playing well and you're using your abilities well and so it's like this yes. is rewarding and it gives you that feeling of accomplishment and power you're like yeah. i not yeah. only was dodging and parrying and using counterattacks correctly and those things are just wrecking people but i'm also using my powers and it's just causing things to fly everywhere it, it that's yes. what like mm-hmm. gives that feedback and that's awesome it's like don't get me wrong i love i play warframe I love Warframe. Okay. 
I am a huge fan of Warframe. Do not... Everyone's like, oh, Warframe is meh. But at the same time, I love that game because I love mm-hmm. horde looters and all those other things. And Warframe is yeah. the best for me because it does cool synergies and powers and it gives you that mm-hmm. sense of, I am literally going to go through and commit genocide. Uh-oh, there was a finger pointed. Yeah, oh, I got to turn on the light because it turned real dark all Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I just realized you were calling that out and trying to be quiet about it and I just called you out and I apologize. Now oh. No, 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 no. But now uh, everybody knows if they hear a shift, it's me. Ah. <laughs> Nope, that's fine. Sorry, my bad. Um, but I like one of the things I like. Sorry, one of the things I love about the fact with that. It's just Nikki's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I love how it made both of you go silent. It made my day. (laughs) It's fine. Everything's fine. Now we carry on. (laughs) Uh, Where was I? Oh yes, genocide. There we go. Uh, I like where I like I like games like Warframe where they have like you know you're, you're facing thousands of things and you have these cool powers that allow you to just mow down hundreds of enemies yeah. in one go and that's I get it fun power fantasy there but there's less game skill required in those mm-hmm. that's like that's my mindless like I've been working all day I'm tired my job is very mentally taxing I mm-hmm. want to just go up and push button watch things explode yeah Phoenix for me was rewarding because it was I am this badass, I'm parrying, I'm counterattacking, doing all that. Same thing with Dark Souls. It's like that that visceral feeling of I was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um so it's like that 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 countervailing balance of all those things. So it's like mm-hmm. it's two it's two very diametrically opposed games game concepts, but both of them provide similar feelings, but just in a different way. So Yeah. Totally fair. Definitely. Um, Were there but, any games that you try to avoid from like a VF? like standpoint because i know there's oh, gonna be some that's a question <laughs> there's always gonna be one where it's just like i can't even look at this it's Ooh. just <laughs> okay there's you're you're trampling into areas i can't talk about somewhere oh, okay um, okay no 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 okay you're, you know i can to a certain extent there are um oh god it was uh it was a ps4 era game when was that it was Oh, now you've made me forget what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> there were a couple That's... of them, but like there were a couple of them that were just. Um, how do I put this? Okay, how we do how most like VFX are made in the video game industry. It's like, like if you want to see a fire in a video game, it's not made. Like you don't actually have like fire made. It's like you you have a like you, they make them like basically like how you make a flipbook animation. You take like multiple pictures of a fire and mm-hmm. you just play them in sequence, and that makes it look like a fire. But you put it on a sprite. Um, like I basically have gone into some games where I'm looking at it. I'm like, not only is that fire not playing in sequence, so the animation looks broken, but like that fire is like, like you can see where sometimes where the fire goes out of frame on that sequence, and it's like oh. I'm like they did some real bad video captures or something for that to make it, or they tried to like build it in a 3d rendering program and it just makes it super cartoonish looking. Um, Oh God, there's been, I'm trying to think of a really good example for some of these, but like, there's nothing in current memory, uh, nothing in current memory that I can really speak to, but I just know that there's like, there's the problem is, is like, (sighs) when they're bad, they don't get out into the zeitgeist very much because they're just Mm -hmm. bad. But like, you can see some of like, you can see some of those like um, games on steam where it's like, 
they built they bought like a bunch of assets off the unity store and then Mm -hmm. tried to make a game out of it but it's like bro bro what the hell (laughs) um um, like um like you can like oh your dude your blood splatters have shutterstock in have a shutterstock logo in the blood splatter (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it's like at that point you're just like "Mm, come on man (laughs) what the hell shutterstock blood logo <laughs> well no it's like so like bad. literally it's like it's like they, they just googled blood splatter and then one of the first video images they found in google search was a shutterstock demo image of a blood splatter that has the shutterstock waterprint on it and they so just copied great. that and they just yep. put it everywhere in their game and at that point you're just like um well like i play a D game or i play a pathfinder game with some guys um and they made jokes because um i found uh we played on tabletop simulator on steam oh okay and i found some blood assets because i was trying to make a a a plate where they were fighting a fight against a boss um they were making fun of me because one of the blood assets i found because there were blood splatters where some npcs had gotten killed their blood splatters actually had that on there like the asset i'd gotten from the tabletop simulator workshop had that on there and i'm like okay you know what these are free these are free workshop items so it's not like i paid for these or the person who made them paid for these but at the same time i like sat there and realized that these were there and at that it's like it, it's taken me four weeks since i saw them the last time but i actually went in and swapped out the blood image on them because it's like it was annoying the crap out of me um <laughs> but it's like that's the kind of thing you'll see um you'll see the thing where it's like uh you, you like the you can see the smoke drifting across the ground but you can see the spot where the smoke cuts through the ground like it's not like softened at all oh yeah so that it looks like real smoke would because it's, you don't actually see the smoke like like yeah. go across the ground there's like it softens a little bit but it's like nope it's this hard edge where you can just see the sprite cut through the geo <laughs> and you're just like i'm just like did a five-year-old make this what what's going on it's interesting so, yeah. to have that point of view because it's like as somebody who doesn't work in that it's oh. it's so weird oh, no. because it, yeah. you'd notice but it's like you'd ignore it <laughs> one of the first because when i first uh, that's one of the when i went to school one of the first things your teachers tell you is be prepared do, going to going to school to learn this stuff is going to ruin movies, video games and television for you like flat out. Like it completely destroys every one of them for you because that's, you're going to watch movies and you're going to see these flaws. Um, my original, cause I wasn't originally going to be a VFX artist. I was originally going to be an animation and rigging technical artist. Um, okay. Uh, basically I was going to be the guy who like rigged skeletons up in character models so that they can move and do all those other things. Hmm. Um, and, one of the things that I started learning for that was animation. So it's like, I see animated rigs in games now and I'm like, Ooh, who rigged that? Oh my God. Why? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then when I see like, um, okay. Mass effect Andromeda was a good one where I saw like the things where you see like the, the obvious breaking of the rigs as characters are walking around. It's like something broken. Like they tried to automate the IK process or something like that. The, the, um, there's a, the system that basically causes feet to snap to the floor when the mm-hmm. character walks. So like when you're walking up a set of stairs or a ramp, the foot yeah. will automatically hit the next step up the plane rather than, you know, clipping through the geo of the ramp. That's called an IK. That's called an IK joint. So it's like the, the, the foot is the thing that drives the bend of the knee. So it's like, you'll, it's like, like, like the knee, the knee is like basically just bendy like this. Mm-hmm. Like the okay. foot is the thing driving everything. 
Um, but like you can see where it's like, oh, that's that. Oh, their IK joint system broke for that animation. Okay, that's like you're just like. <laughs> and my wife says, Amber gets like really. She's like, oh my god, please stop commenting on all this stuff. <laughs> just please stop. It's like I don't care what broke. I don't care what they did wrong. Just please stop. <laughs> I can hear her say that too. <laughs> oh no, trust me. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's there. <laughs> that's just, I don't care. Just let me enjoy. This. Well, it's um. Cause I just like, we just started, uh, I just started bio mutant the other day. Okay. And, um, from what I gathered, ex- uh, just cause I mean, I, I had dropped out of Pat following the game long ago. Cause it had been announced what, four years ago, three, years? something like that. It was like three, four years ago. Yeah. And I, I, I bought it and I was like, okay. Cause I'd heard all the pre-reviews where everyone was like knocking it because, Oh, it's, it's so repetitive and it's all these other things. I'm like, experiment 101 is like a studio of like 30 people and yeah this for for 30 people to make a game like this this is darn good this is like so it's like i'm like i i'm one of those guys who scales my expectations based on that stuff so it's like um, yeah okay um there's a game called greedfall that came out a while back um it's a, i heard of it they market it as like um, it's a fantasy esque version, something akin to like Dragon Age, but it's more like mm-hmm. it's more like pirates and steampunk. Everybody wears the tricorner hats, and you have guns, and um, everybody uses. They have there's like it's a three system type thing where it's like you're either a fighter, you're a rogue, or you're a mage. Um, mm-hmm. But you can kind of build your character in kind of a combo of the three if you wanted to. Um, it has a romance system like every bioware-esque type game like this where you can (laughs) fall in love with someone and have a relationship and all this other crap and it's there but the thing is very small studio made it with limited resources was it perfect absolutely not tons of flaws tons of bugs tons of problems but for what it was executed really well the effects in it were fantastic the environment the environment was a little was a little you know copy pasta in a couple places but Mm -hmm. you know what it was still really well done. It was really well executed. And it was a pleasant game to play. The combat was, you know, a little repetitive in a couple places, but it was fun. And it made yeah. you feel rewarded for doing well in its system. Um, and the storyline was interesting. It was actually right up in, and again, it suffered from Bioware Syndrome, where it's like, it was really cool and divergent and interesting to make all these choices right up until the end, where you literally had option A or option B. And mm-hmm. But that again, Bioware Syndrome. Um, but it's... It, it, I like playing those kinds of games where it's like, like you ask for like games. I uh, sorry, I've gotten off track a little bit, but like you ask for like <laughs> games that look bad to me as an artist, and I'm like, I don't really play those. I find games that look the games that everyone's like, oh, these games suck. But I'm like, yeah, but it was a game made by like 20 people, and it looks mm-hmm. for that level of work, that looks amazing. And I play yeah. those, and so it's like, yeah, Biomutant's a little buggy in a couple of places, and the story's kind of eh after a while. But at the same time, this is really good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So Definitely. it's like so yeah, that's that's I, I don't know. I, I can yeah, I, oh, it's like no, I, I have not seen I have not seen the same level of bad since I think it was dark like bad effects and stuff. I think Dark Void was the last one that really broke me. <laughs> that's the game I fucking hate. <laughs> okay. We brought that up in the a, Rocketeer uh, we were... the Rocketeer fight snake people, right? Yep. Okay, yes, yes. Dark Void was the one that I saw that when I was just like uh, <laughs> I brought that up in another podcast where it's like, what ge- what yeah. was a game that was bad for you? And I was just like, Dark Void. Couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, funny little short story on that. Bubbing Gob show, um, one of 
are really good friends. And um, hilariously enough, Gobbs is also a comeback medic. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, huh, that's oh, so It's really becoming weird. a trope. We can't allow this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bat? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So he, he, I was just like, I, I thought of scribble knots, like un, unmasked, like the, the, one where you have to write down a word to get that item and you're playing around superheroes. And it was cute for a moment, but it took all of one day for me to be like, I don't know what to do from here. So I will never yeah. play that game again. Yeah. Him was Dark Void. Dark Void, yeah. He was just like, yeah. fuck that game. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it, what, like three times since it's we've mentioned it. It pops up everywhere and it's like, hey. You want to play? No, I still, no. <laughs> I still have I still have the disc in my my shelf of games, and I keep it there as a reminder of like, don't ever let this be a thing on your resume. <laughs> nice, I, I appreciate it's that. So true. I appreciate I like that. A, it's like that level of like, this is where you don't want to be in your life, and it's like the thing is, is like I don't use that to bash the people who made it because it's like everybody has everybody has like um. You tried. One of, well, like one of my teachers at one of my teachers at school is like, "Hey, dude, I have Barbie and Dora games on my resume." It's like you do you do the work you got to do, but it's like yeah. that level of like, don't ever let that be a thing that I've worked on that I'm proud of. Yeah, like Fair. like use that as a thing. Like that's a thing I worked hard on because that was the thing I was doing. But like that's a thing I worked hard on because that was what I had to work on. Yeah, and I'm yeah. proud of the things I did my best to make it look good. But I also recognize that this was a game that got like stunted in every way possible. And I did the best I could with a really crappy situation. So it's like, that's not me trying to poop on the Dark Void people, like, at all. Please don't take that way. Anyone no, who's listening to this who's, like, a, a person who worked on Dark Void, please take that as me saying, guys, I know you worked hard on that. The game, I feel like, just got really crapped on because of, like, what the situation you were in. But, like, like that's my level of, I don't want to ever, like, see myself in a situation where I'm working for a studio that, like, puts their artists and their designers and gameplay programmers in that situation so it's like that's where mm -hmm. i'm like that's my guiding star of like don't let myself be put in that situation so yeah. definitely right and on that's great advice yeah that with is. that does tyler want to tell us about his game oh sure i, <laughs> I did play a game completely this week. get off the track again for my brain <laughs> so yeah so semi-gaming news i got a tattoo recently yes oh, you no. did. it's the brotherhood of steel logo on my chest oh no yeah. It's oh. absolutely beautiful. Though. <laughs> Why oh no? Why, Why oh are no? You? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm it's the new Vegas me. Brotherhood I'm, of Steel. I know. I'm like sitting here, like mm, my, my New Republic ties are sitting here, like mm, I don't oh, know oh shit, mm. oh shit. We're about to have some problems up on her. I think I think you might need to talk about you know how you're in the wrong neighborhood over here, son. <laughs> I'm just gonna go hide in my bunker. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, uh, it's it's for a good reason. No, I, I'm giving him crap. I just, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm happy about the crap that I will receive for it. So that's all good, man. Yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna hide in my bunker, lose my fucking power station or whatever it was. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> Don't even just like a, I've got another settlement that's under attack. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> that game ruined the, that game ruined the republic for me actually. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Uh, but like the, uh, I have to, I have to share my tattoo. I got a, one of my friends drew up a tattoo for me. I'll have to share it with you. But yeah. Anyway, yes. talk about your game. All right. So I played a what I would consider a lesser known game from a larger series 
of games. Mm -hmm. This is one I enjoyed when I was younger. It is a Tom Clancy game. Okay. It is Tom Clancy's End War. (gasps) Oh, that was a big old gasp. So happy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was like, that was a big old gasp. Am I in trouble? (laughs) Oh, no. Someone else. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So good. Sorry. (laughs) That's joy right there. Okay. So So happy. Yes. Oh, God. That made me so glad I chose this one. Okay. Okay. I I know nothing about it, so you're about to tell me. (laughs) So the genre is real-time tactics or Mm real-time strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh Yep. (laughs) The developer is Ubisoft Shanghai. Uh-huh. Oh, so not what? not one you see a lot. So oh. pretty cool. The publisher Ubisoft because they publish their own games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the systems that this came out for, and I feel like you're gonna love this: Windows, uh-huh. PlayStation Three, uh-huh. Xbox Three Sixty, mm-hmm. Nintendo DS, and PSP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the PSP, guys. Those are my favorite hey, thing. Hey, hey, it still my PSP still works. I had to sell mine. I was completely broke, and I had a limited edition God of War Ghost of Sparta, and I got it for my 16th birthday, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was red and black, and I loved it, and I'm a huge God of War fan, and then I had to sell it. I'm just saying, you can still get batteries and stuff for them. You can still find them on eBay. They're a little expensive right now, but you can find them. At my job, we got a PSP battery in like, because I work at a uh, tech recycling company. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, and somebody sent in a box with a shit ton of controllers. There were off-brand uh, GameCube controllers. There was a PS4 controller, mm-hmm. a Wii remote, and then out of nowhere, PSP battery. <laughs> it's I was a just really like, oh, eclectic box oh. of things. <laughs> Hold on. I, I only point out the PSP thing, though, is because, like, the... Like as long as the PS Vita store stays alive, the PSP the PSP store will still be alive. Yep, that's true. Yes, actually, didn't they just uh, retire the Vita store? No, no, they haven't yet. The no, three, they actually the they actually store. walked back the cha- the decision to, to to shut it down. Oh shit! Are they oh, keeping shoot. the uh, the three down? Are they still taking mm-hmm. PS three? Oh, oh they're keeping up. that up. They're still keeping wow. them up. That's okay. awesome. Fuck yeah. Okay. See? Gaming news. That's some gaming news. <laughs> as far as I know, the, the last thing announced was that they were planning on keeping both the Vita store and the PS3 store up. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. That's I'm saying awesome. this is someone who still plays games on his PS3 sometimes because I'm a dork. I, that's what I'm doing Literally for like next, next week. Episode. Yeah, or for next episode. <laughs> it's a PS3 game. That's fine. It's a, I'm just saying. It's a, anyway. It's a series of three PS3 games, so. Uh-oh. I might actually do yeah. something. Well, too. technically they came out on PS2, but, you know. We'll get there when we get there. Has to do with a raccoon. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> that's where we'll so, leave it. Just the realization in his eyes. <laughs> I saw the look of realization. That was oh, great. I'm so happy. So, End right. War. End War, it was yes. Microsoft. When yes. did it come out? Uh, it came out November 4th, 2008. Yes. Okay. Yes, I jumped over that. I never jump over the release date, but I did this time. We were too excited. I I distracted you. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, The this game did win an award, the Gamespot Award for Best Original Game Mechanic. Really? Yeah, and you know what that mechanic is. (laughs) So, 
Joy. The, oh, oh yeah. No, I'm yeah. just like sitting here just like I'm remembering that the how much of my life that game sucked up. Yep. Just because. Oh yeah. man. Oh shit, okay. Oh man. So the synopsis for this game, and this comes from TVTropes.org. Ah, yeah. tropes. Oh yeah. <laughs> the source will be in the show notes, of course. Of course. So always is. The story of the game centers around the obvious World War Three set, quote unquote, twenty minutes into the future, which that being a TV trope is yeah. uh, the future, but not far enough that you notice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the very near future. Oh, that's. But weird. like, there's a few things that are different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird, but okay. So major nuclear terrorism in the Middle East in 2016 <laughs> causes gas prices to skyrocket with uh to skyrocket. Did this have a Simpsons vibe to it, or am I? With Russia soon after becoming the world's leading supplier in petroleum. In 2017, the Orbital Anti-ICBM Shield, jointly deployed by the European Union and the United States, goes online. Mm-hmm. Supposedly ending the threat of world war- worldwide nuclear war. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Russia's export of crude oil and energy causes them to experience a significant economic boom. Allowing them to become an international military and economic superpower again. Hmm. In response oh, to... Oh, sorry. I'm just like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh man, the things we were thinking were going to happen and how things have kind of like diverged and how they've kind of come back a little bit. A little, it's yep. like, ooh, man, things have so changed like, a lot since 2008. <laughs> yeah. So those went, eh? Yeah. <laughs> So, in response to this, Western Europe forges a new charter for the Union, becoming the, Euro- the European Federation, with the notice- notable exception of the United Kingdom, a kingdom, who, with Ireland, forms their own union known as the New Commonwealth. Uh, <laughs> Brexit didn't happen. <laughs> Despite declaring neutrality, the New Commonwealth does allow Euro- European forces to man the missile defense uplink sites on its territory. The prologue of uh, to the game begins in 2020. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with the U.S. about to complete the Freedom Star orbital military platform, which will shift the balance of power, which upsets the EF, who leaves NATO. Fucking space force. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of a little bit. <laughs> it was uh, supposed to allow uh, <sighs> Marines to be deployed on the field within minutes. It was okay. the, the original joke was. Um, in what was what would eventually become the RSS feeds that became the first iteration of Reddit was um oh my god wow 2008 was a long time ago yes it yeah, was trust me we know <laughs> no I'm like feeling I'm feeling old right now uh, <laughs> this was the joke that like oh wow f- wow the Tom Clancy games finally found a way to make Space Marines in one of their games without going to Future Soldier stuff um yep. because that was what they were basically were is like you know drop pod deployable Marines basically yep. well yeah. yeah. And we've done uh, reports on Halo already, so that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm like, I'm like, like there were the 40k jokes were like Warhammer 40k jokes were like coming out of everything at that point. It was like top a thing. Tier. Yeah, I believe it you. was. <laughs> it top was tier memes, Joe. My top nose was always in a book. Top so. tier memes, my guy. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. The basic controls of this game match those of the other strategy games, like moving the camera, selecting a unit. You could only select one unit, from what I remember. Uh, yes, there were yeah, mods and... to change that, but you, yeah, 
Yeah. And then uh, telling that unit to do something, and you could aim the reticle and press the action button to, like, tell it to go there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this game added a very unique mechanic for controlling units. Mm -hmm. That being voice commands. What? Yep. Yes, you could, as long as you had your headset on, you could tell them, you could scream, you could scream commands, basically, through your headset to tell it to go do stuff. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, that's and so the thing cool. Was, okay, here's the thing that made it awesome. It was not janky. It actually it worked. It worked well. It still works well. Why yes. do I feel like this should be implemented in firefighting for Fire 2? Because this would be perfect to tell people how to teach command. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I wish, I don't know if like they lost the source code for it or what, but their their voice command system was implemented really well. Like, I'm not saying it was flawless. There were still failures, but like 90% effective. Like yeah. very rarely did That's it ever still really fail. Good. That's really good. That's for 2008. That's yeah. ridiculously good. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So voice commands were uh, using specific phrases, as we've said, yeah. in the order of who doing what and where. Yeah. Yep. So it was those three very specific things that had to be said in that order yeah but that's how you did it yep that's seriously the same thing that we do in the fire service you have to say who you're addressing Mm -hmm. what they're doing and where they're at it's ah ah sorry i just realized that we have a use for a game (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) it's so exciting i feel like you're going to love this next part because i'm giving an example of something you say in the game Oh shit, okay. When you oh, hold no. down the right trigger, at least for Xbox, that's what it was. <laughs> yep, I played it on PC. Ha- I played it okay. on PC. Yep, you'd have to hold down the right trigger on Xbox, and then you would go, Unit 1, attack Hostile 2. Nice! Release the right trigger, and then they would, like, say copy that and move to yeah. them. Oh, that's so cool. I'm, and I'm not going to lie, it's like, I'm sitting there, you got to understand, I was playing this at the time I was in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, yeah. I was in Oklahoma I was at the back time when to this. Oklahoma. <laughs> well, no, no. Like I was stationed in Oklahoma at the time in the army, so it's like I was like my daughter was like barely a year old at this point, like not even a year old. And uh, when I was playing this, it was one of those. This is kind of like Sins of a Solar Empire level game where I would get sucked into it, mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's like ten o'clock. I don't have to be at PT, and I don't have to be up for a sick call until four o'clock in the morning. And I, I, I can play for another 30 minutes. And then you hear the SpongeBob voice, four hours later. And I'm still like, I like I look at the clock. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Finish the game, finish the game, finish the game. And my yeah. wife would get really mad because I was using the voice activated thing to like, you know, squad one, attack hostile four, squad two, attack hostile three. And, you know, it's like, and my wife would be like mad because I would get really excited and start yelling. And basically she would be like, she would come in and be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's the the upside of having a heavy sleeper for a kid but a light downside of having a light sleeper oh she got mad she was was not a happy camper on that Uh, i totally believe (laughs) my wife gets cranky when she's sleep depressed but yeah, no, the, but, the, yeah, stationed in Oklahoma, you know, my daughter slept through bombs and artillery and everything. Yep. So, you know, she slept like a rock. <laughs> yep. She slept like a rock. My wife, on the other hand, knew. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> I still remember Ugh. that story. It's like, boom. Yeah. 
she, nothing, nothing. She did not move like a single inch. <laughs> uh, no, like, uh, sorry, it's like to give context to what we're talking about. I was stationed at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and the Air Force would use some of the artillery ranges as target practice for some of their bombing runs. And a couple of times they used live fire testing for like JDEMs and stuff, like mm -hmm. uh, bunker busters. Mm -hmm. um, and we were not near the base by any stretch of them at, or we were, we were near the base, but not anywhere near the ranges. Cause they were like well on the other side of the base from where the town was. And I lived off post. So like, but the thing was, it was so close that when some of those hit the ground, it still rattled our house. Like <laughs> it shook stuff off the shelves. That's Damn. how big those things are when they go off. And the thing is, is my kid, all of like a little less than a year old still slept through all of it. Damn. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> favorite story about her. <laughs> yep. it's like my wife trying to wake me up when like thunder like thunder and lightning is happening is like she's like wake up there's a really bad storm outside there's lots of thunder and boom and all this other i'm like i'm like rolling over like oh it's fine honey it's outbound it's fine it's not not it's not incoming like, my <laughs> wife like i'm i'm like just like listen oh, it's, that's that's outbound artillery it's fine and my wife is like no that's thunder i'm like i'm like you know i'm used to all those noises so i can sleep through that like a rock but i've been trained <laughs> <laughs> Fair okay, enough. Okay. What, 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 what's going on? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I no worries. Uh, so these commands uh, can be anything from attacking, focusing your camera on that unit, capturing an objective, and even retreating. So, mm -hmm. as we've been saying, very innovative for the time. Oh yeah. 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 It was. Even fun. I'm surprised by it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's. Oh, it makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Besides the story mode, which includes the Prelude to War mission set and the World War III missions, mm -hmm. uh, there is a skirmish mode where it is you versus AI in a 1v1 battle. Mm -hmm. I think you could also do online with Yes, skirmish. there was a PvP yeah. mode. Yes. So, but I think with just AI, it's 1v1. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they had bigger modes, I think, at one point that were, like, for the PvP stuff, but I know that skirmish mode was only the 1v1. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there are four modes to choose from in this game, and I think you could choose from them in Skirmish. I haven't really delved that deep back into it, but yeah. regardless, there's still four modes in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the first is Conquest, which is considered to be the main mode of the game, yeah. and this is what you play online. Yeah. Um, here you will be trying to hold a majority of the ump uplink objectives on the map for a certain amount of time, which I think it was like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, basically just capture control points and hold them for as long as you can. Yep. Oh. And if you do manage to control all of them, you instantly win. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, once you get all of them, boom, win. Victory. Yeah, the PC one had a, had a modded version of that one where basically... Um, you could, there was the a modded version of that map where there was one in the center that was like, you could hold it, but as soon as you held it, like, basically little, little, like, you'd start getting bombarded. Oh, and so you okay. were constantly kind of having to push new units into the area because anything that stayed in that area around that control point was constantly taking damage. Oh, um, wow. And it was really, it was, but if you held that one for at least two minutes, that was like automatic win. Okay. Oh. But the thing was, is if you were doing skirmish against AI, like you were also getting constantly assaulted at the same time as you were trying to mm -hmm. hold that point in the center. And it was actually really well done. It was like a fan made one. And it was okay. really good. Um, Damn. It was hard, but it was good. Things to know, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, let's see. So next is Assault, which I consider this to be the most straightforward of the modes. Mm-hmm. You just have to kill all the enemy units and make Blow sure everything you're up. survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody also known, as, also known as Turtle Mode. Yep. <laughs> you fucking hunker down. Okay. <laughs> just oh, just sit, like hunker down into one spot, build everything you can, and then send them all out at once. Yep. Okay, I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Uh, let's see. Next is raid. This one is uh, you either have to attack or defend half of the key buildings located around the map. Oh, okay. The most annoying one. I feel that was yep. my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just fucking like ah. Uh, <laughs> it was and it was a drag because it was like you'd, you'd think you were very close to finishing it and then it was like just you that last second and you're like oh somebody took the spot somebody took the building away and it's just Gotta you'd be again. literally that close to winning it and have that last second where something would kill the last of your dudes and you'd lose the building and oh yep. man i can yep. see why that would be like ah it was just annoying yeah i yeah. feel that rage already <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, there is Siege, which is like Conquest, but uh, can only happen in a capital of the different nations. Okay. And uh, you either have to capture or defend a special uplink located on the map. Okay. Yeah, that's... And that was like to capture the capital of that territory. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, Theater of War was a thing. And unfortunately, and understandably, <laughs> the next mode, Theater of War, has gone offline indefinitely. It is done. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is fully gone. Kind of like the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the sequel, which died. Makes me sad. It made... Uh, when I found out that they're just like, yeah, due to poor sales, we canceled the game. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I knew so many people that loved this game, but then it's like, no, it went terribly. Mm. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm a sad panda. Yeah, same. Uh, theater of War had its cool points, but also it was it was again unique in a way. It was different. Okay. So it had players, and this was all online. Theater of War was online. Okay. Mm-hmm. It had players pick a faction, a nation to choose, and that was the U.S., Europe, and Russia. So okay. you had to choose one of those three. I think it was every couple of months. I think that was the season that yeah, they had. They, yeah. The rotations, yeah. Yeah, the rotations, which would set each country with the same amount of territory. Mm-hmm. And then players would fight uh, in anywhere from, I believe it was 1v1 to 4v4 battles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in yeah. order to either push your troops further into other factions' territory or defend your own and push the enemy away. Okay. Yeah. So it was constant battles. Yeah, it was like tiered too. So it's like if you fought and won a one v one, then you would like scale up to like another one v one, and eventually you'd like get slotted in after you won so many battles. If I'm trying to remember if this is right or not, I might not be correct. But like after you won enough of them, you would get slotted into a four v four, like okay. for some of this. So it's like, oh, you've like managed to push into enemy territory, and then you'd get slotted into one of the real. Depending on how well you did, you'd get slotted into one of the four v fours, and it was it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was implemented a little poorly. It's kind of this is one of those predecessors to the live to the online live live service type systems. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but it was also um, the only. It was just it was hamstrung, like I said, just by the fact of the limitations of the time. I think in a lot yeah. of ways. That's yeah. fair. 
yeah. one of those you tried to get a little too ahead and just couldn't yeah do it and uh you i do remember that at least for the 2v2 you could go in with a friend just for the 2v2 yeah yeah you could and, queue up with people that was one yeah. thing i know but like if you didn't have people to queue up with like you could you could earn your way into like some of the big 4v4s yeah um, oh, okay and, and you could you could like auto queue into the 2v2s and stuff but i know you had to like for like some of the big ones you had to like earn your way into some of those I know yeah like when they ones. was attacking a capital or like yeah. one of the major yeah, those were the cities ones. yep yeah. okay it was you had to do 4v4 for that one and yeah, yeah. all right so it was cool but there were of course the limitations so um at the end of the i'm just calling it a season because that's just what i feel like it uh, equates yeah. to yeah that's, yeah. What they were. that's what they were yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh the faction with the largest territory would be named the winner okay and at the time of me playing this it was always europe what? It was always Europe. I saw it twice that it was Russia, but then it was always Europe. The U.S. got fucked. <laughs> yeah, like every time. time. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I ever saw the U.S. ever win. Nope. And I was part of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're who I chose. That I was just like, come on, guys! I fought so much for JFK Airport. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> Having flashbacks to Planet Side now. Like, guys, come on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, uh, so now that you know uh, the game modes and what used to be offered at the very least, it's time to introduce you to the units that you will have access during the battles. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So, and you will be able to help me explain them as well. Oh, Lord. So first is the rifleman. Yep. Your basic units uh, that are great against art, uh, engineers that aren't in cover and artillery when you're at close range with artillery. Okay. But artillery was vulnerable at close range to anything. So yeah. Okay. Cause they couldn't shoot back. Yeah. They're, they're great at long range, but like, as soon as you get close, it's like, Oh shit, what do I do? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Sounds like a bow issue again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, they're coming. No Lord. <laughs> Fuck. They're here. <laughs> Yep. Uh, let's see. Next is the engineers. They're the uh, anti-vehicle units. Okay. They're great at like uh, taking up cover and then just fucking up anything that comes through. Yeah. All right. It was but, a very rock paper scissorsy system. That was one of the first ones that did that actually pretty well. Yeah, because it was like these are good against these, but bad against these. So you had to plan your reinforcements for what you're facing, but expect them to do the same. So it was a lot of, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a pretty Halo, Halo Wars had a version of it, but like Halo Wars was also like a little ham fisted with theirs. Like I feel like end war did it really well. Yes. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, let's see what's next. Uh, transports, which, Personally, my favorite units because everybody online loved using gunships mm. and these fuck up gunships. Oh, like everybody was just like, oh, I'm going to have like five of my seven units be gunships. So here they come in and I'm just like <laughs> two transports. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember all because like I, it's been long enough that I've played this now. It's like I'm remembering the riflemen, the engineers, the artillery. I'm remembering the tanks. Well, the the, yep. um, the tanks, the gunships. 
the covert, uh, whatever they were called, the um, <clears throat> drones. The, yeah, the the, yep. the 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 drone. They were the the the, the intel dudes. The, yeah, the, the yes. little flyer dudes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The um, I'm trying to remember what the other is. ones are. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's like. God. He has the list. It's yeah, okay. No, it's fine. I'm like. <laughs> it's, okay. it's been too long since 2008. It it has. The game still works fine, by the way. So if you get the hanker and <laughs> I'm sitting here looking uh, at my Steam library, like <laughs> <laughs> to do it or to not, yeah. will Amber hit kill me? <laughs> I don't have enough. I don't have enough hard drive space. No, no. <laughs> so uh, tanks are good against well a lot because they're tanks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing they're like super vulnerable to are engineers, engineers and. In cover and gunships. Oh, yeah, gunships. Will That's why everybody took all the gunships because a lot of the time, especially late in the fight, people would have a crap ton of tanks. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I could see. And that. that's that was my strategy. My team would have tanks, and I would just come in with transports. <laughs> yep. I mean, that is a fair trade. I was actually. the piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Whatever made you win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Next is artillery. Yep. Long range fighters. That's what they are. Yep. All right. Great against everything at long range. Okay. You're you already said artillery though. They, yeah. No. I, we, he didn't specify them though. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I fair, said the engine exactly. or the soldiers will fuck up artillery. Thank at you. Close range. That's why yeah. I got mixed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped something. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then you have gunships, which will fuck up tanks and a lot of ground units as long as they're not in cover. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cover was a big thing, so you'd get a unit and have them take like cover in a building or yeah, like that's true. Like bags. yeah, End War was one of the first ones that did cover really well too. Like mm-hmm. um, like really well actually. Yeah, you could have your you, your riflemen take cover in like a five story building, and they would be in there like aiming down at the street oh. or up in the sky. Like it was. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a more modern one. Um, uh dawn of war 2 oh yeah had a very similar had a very similar cover system and that one like very similar to it yeah Um, but yeah excellent cover system excellent cover system yes uh let's see and then finally for like the main units is command vehicles yep okay which are like the mobile command points they're pretty neat (laughs) all right like I think you could deploy a lot of I think it was riflemen from them specifically mm-hmm. and then the the drones that would like skitter around and shit. Okay. Yeah. Map 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 intelligence units or whatever they were called, but yeah, those yep. were like I liked having those because basically it's like, "Oh, you're going to try to you know, use you're going to try to use the fact that I can't see part of the map." No, you're not because I'm going to be looking over here while I'm shooting over here, so. Yeah. Hmm. It was Good strategy, I guess. (laughs) This was one of the better strategy games, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a lot more interesting than, like, Civilization. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't don't knock Civ. Civ is good. It's just, it's different. To be fair, I have, again, the attention span of maybe a a fly. (laughs) It's it's pretty bad sometimes. So, um, I like to watch him play games. I love watching him play games. So anything that immediately loses my interest like that, Civilization is one of them. It's like, okay, I understand what you're doing and I understand why you're doing it. And I understand if I were playing it, why it would be more interesting. But I don't have the attention span for these kind of games. No, that's fair. 
because of that. So hearing something like this, where it does sound more interesting than civilization, just by like a hair, it's not even like, I still wouldn't watch it, but I understand it a little bit better. It's definitely more involved than Civ was Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Yes. And that's exactly why it sounds a lot more interesting than civilization. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you tried. It's fine. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever played Iron Harvest before? I have not. No. Um, kind of a steampunk RTS type game. Um, they just had another one came out, a sequel to the original uh, Iron Harvest 1920. Um, okay. They basically it's like you're it's think like 1920s level technology, but like pre World War One era uh, uh, strategy level like like technology level, but they also have big giant walking tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't played it, uh, solid RTS. Um, not quite it's the it doesn't have the rock paper scissors level simplicity of end war because end war kept it simple but made the gameplay complex to like Mm -hmm. kind of stay in that same vein um well-developed complexity within simple gameplay mechanics was what end war was great for yes but like one of the things i liked about like iron harvest did um I don't know why I don't know why Endor makes me think of the original Iron Harvest just because of the fact it's like the smaller number of units on the map, the limited ways that like these units are really only effective against these units in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you try to employ like because some RTS is just like, yes, these are better against these units, but you can technically brute force your way through it. And a lot of if you just put enough on the field, mm-hmm. like. No, if you try to brute force your way through it, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Um, From what I've heard of that, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, it's like, but that was one thing that End War did really well. It's like, no, no, if you try to just go through with, like, tanks and riflemen, you're going to get smashed, because that's just not going to fly. Like, yeah. You actually had to have at least, like, you need tanks, you need at least a couple of gunships for some things, but you also need to leave room for transports, and you need to leave a little bit of room for, like, a command a command unit to be able to spawn some more riflemen if you need them, and you, you're you going to want at least some artillery, because at some point you're going to need to be able to just drop some heat on things as you're going. It's like, there was a degree of, like, again, simplistic gameplay with complicated execution. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing that, like, I don't, I don't know why, like, for some reason, End War makes me think of like games like games like the that, one. just because again, yeah, simplistic, <laughs> simplistic, <laughs> simplistic gameplay with complex execution. Yes, like okay. Civ is a, Civ is a great example of like those like four X games because it's like I like those games. They're they're like top down and everything's very complicated but it's like simple execution but like rts games where it's like that very simple gameplay but can be executed in so many different ways so good yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so uh to finish up kind of the units uh each unit in theater of war you could do you could pick what type of force you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So when with the U.S., I chose like the Air Force, the uh, or the Airborne Division. Okay. Yeah. So it came with better gunships, better riflemen, I think, and then it also had yep. a few transports in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so you could choose something for you that like was really specific to what you wanted to, your play yeah. style to be. Oh. I also had like if you wanted to be an armored division, you got better tanks yep. and things like that. So, oh. like, yeah, so things, you, things you of could, that nature. Yeah, definitely really focus down on that. Um, 
So I will say the game feels uh, still feels smooth, like it runs actually pretty smoothly, and uh, it is backwards compatible on the Xbox 360. I don't know about or on the Xbox One. I don't know about the PS4, uh, and mm. it's probably still on Steam. Yeah. Um, but it does run smoothly. I ran into very few issues when it came to like any bugs of like just boom, 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 because it's a simple game. Yeah. Yeah. At its core, so there yeah. it doesn't need to pump out a lot of stuff at once yeah 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 so i i will say for looks the graphics are a little dated <laughs> but it's gonna happen yeah shocking yeah but not too much in the way that it like you can't tell what you're looking at like you can you'll see a gunship it's not like uh paintball yeah it's level. not like greg hastings paintball for the ps2 oh my god <laughs> yeah we we talked about that at the same time i, I read what are a terrible you shooting book. at i don't know it was a great episode and <sighs> if you ever manage to listen to that episode uh, you'll understand <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm trying not to mm. anyway yep. it's like so it was like what are you shooting at i don't know <laughs> yeah we don't know either so if you see something floating in the air you're like oh that's a gunship and you can tell that it like it's got all the details that it needs to be a gunship okay yeah like it looks like a helicopter good yeah it yeah. does kind of look like those little micro machine toys oh. back when we were kids. It kind of looks like that version of a little helicopter, but yeah. big. And yeah. it works. Yeah. So it's it's dated, but not in a way that it's like, oh, this is unplayable. It's it's yeah. still okay. All it's right. not like trying to play the old tra- Crash Bandicoots and all those others yep. would be on a PS1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Box technology. Yeah, polygons <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Is that a seagull or is that a bat? I don't know. They use the same thing. Who knows? Oh, God. Oh, God. Playing Tomb Raider on a PS1 now. It's just like. <laughs> She's pointy. <laughs> She's very pointy. Worth <laughs> 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 it. So. Back when Theater of War was a thing. Oh. People took it way too fucking seriously. Again, yes. Again, you got to remember this is back in the days of like RSS being like a being the precursor to 4chan and reddit and all these other really yep. horrible places on the internet <laughs> i believe that yeah um, like there was a whole um there was a whole irc basically dedicated to end war and a lot of those things and i didn't get there i didn't get to that level of like involvement with it mm-hmm. but i know people who did yeah um, oh, no. and it was it was bad <laughs> <laughs> oh no so there was a mechanic in this game that when your unit got to 25% health, they were out. Okay. They yep. couldn't shoot and they had to get evac'd out of there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a verb now, evac'd. <laughs> but, we make up words all the time, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Boy, I mean, it's, a legit, it's a legit term, so I mean, I don't know why you think it's made up. It's a thing. Doing good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so you're good. Mario punch in the air Woo! for celebration. Boy, anyway, <laughs> uh, very fine. Go for it. What you? Yeah. So what you could do if a a enemy unit was down is while they that was happening, you could continue to shoot at them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By default, your units would not attack a downed unit. You yep. would have to physically tell them to attack them. Yeah. You had to force uh... the attack. Online, that is a dick move. Yeah. I mean. It's kind of like a courtesy situation where it's just like, we know you're a dick if you do it. It's, yeah. it's the end war equivalent of teabagging your opponent. Yes. Yep. 
And the thing is, if you if your units are able to get evac'd out of there, and uh, like you know, they don't get fucked up, you don't lose any of their upgrades or anything that's happened. They don't lose their rank because mm-hmm. each unit had a rank online for you, and that would keep going up and down depending. Mm-hmm. If they got fully killed, start back at level one. Oh, nothing. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Oh no. And. During the, like, when I was playing Theater of War, I went up against a guy that was, uh, like, three times in a row, just boom, 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 with my friends. There was this one guy who was playing for the Russian faction Mm -hmm. who kept talking like this was actually happening. Like, it was real. Oh. And we're just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you keep killing our units? You're being a dick. Like, you are the worst type of person. You have reset like five of my guys yeah what the fuck are you doing and he's he went off on like no that's how it is out here you no survivors you can't let anybody you can't give any room for them to push back and i'm like go to therapy and i'm like (laughs) i said to this guy i was just like dude you're taking this way too seriously he's like you're just saying that because i fucked you up and i'm like i'm saying that because this is sad (laughs) i'm just saying it's like you're the kind of guy who punches the umpire at your kid's baseball game i'm just saying yeah literally that's the person (laughs) and it just got to that point where i was just like jesus christ this guy's way too fucking into it and there was a lot of them out there as always is yeah oh yeah no it's um god what was the dream of seeing combat without having the repercussions (laughs) like well it's the it's again the whole i can say whatever i want because you're not in the room with me and can't slap me in my face Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the main reason why, especially back in those days, I never used voice chat. Reasons I never played online when yeah. I first started gaming, and they were like, "Do you want to play online?" I'm like, "I hate people. No. <laughs> like, I'm too scared just, to have to deal with people like this oh, ever." Playing, uh, so not- playing lobbies in Halo One and Two back in the day. Just at a certain point with squeakers in the background, like, oh, I did this to your mom. I'm like, oh. yep. They like, are I, still very prevalent to I know. this day, which is surprising. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I am at a certain surprised. point. I just, I just hmm. <laughs> it gets less funny as you get older. <laughs> Actually, okay. I so did, you. No. I got a kid, like, I witnessed a kid getting kicked offline by his mom. <laughs> oh. He was talking shit this entire time, the entire match. He was just like, anytime it went into the uh, the in-between of rounds, oh, no. he was just going, you guys fucking suck, you're terrible, shouting at the top of his lungs. At the end of the round, we're like, oh, wow, a little bitch is quiet, huh? And, you know, talking shit, because it's a rite of passage in those games, in those yeah. lobbies. Yeah. So we're just like, oh, little bitch, not talking shit anymore. And this kid goes off and then out of, like, just distant female voice, hey, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And it was just like, that was his mom. That was his fucking mom. (laughs) (laughs) He ran ran into the room and he was like, I just heard a kid get kicked off by his mother. And I was like, bravo. Well done. You hit him to that point. (laughs) Good job, mom. Way to way to make sure you set that that standard right there. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was too good. Uh, but you've, mm. you've, I think it was... you've gone to like anti anti insults. 
to the point where it's like he he's nice to people. Yes, I will be nice all the time. I'll be oh good shot, man. Oh fuck, you got me. And nice job. He's had one person who you know that point where they're already feeling rage, so they don't know how to stop themselves. <laughs> and he he had one person go, yeah, well, f- thank you. I was just like, dude, that was a great shot. And he's like, well, fuck. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) It has become my favorite thing. (laughs) Uh, No, I, um, God, what was it? Um, Back in when I was still playing Destiny. Oh, yeah. Don't don't get me started on Destiny right now. Um, It's okay. (laughs) But my, uh, my, um, we were doing, uh, God, what was it? Uh, I, the clan I played with, uh, one of the one of the dads of Destiny groups that I played with, um, we were sitting there playing and had a kid that got into one of the um, groups with us. He was a blueberry with us in a in an Iron Banner match, and he was being like downright salty with us. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, because you could you can tell when they're like wearing just the mic, they're not wearing the headphones because mm-hmm. you can hear the you can hear the the speakers through the microphones. So you hear yep. the double talk, and he was like, he was being very careful not to swear. And you could hear people talking in the background. I was like, Oh, his, his parents are in there with him. So he's being very careful what he says. Um, and he was getting really salty to us. Though. I was like, God, you guys suck. Why aren't you playing better? Why aren't you doing it? At which point, like me and one of the other guys in our team were like, okay, this is how this is going to be. Okay. We see how you are. All right, buddy. And we started doing, I started doing my Zavala voice with oh. one of the other guys. And it was basically like, wow, the clap of your ass cheeks is proving how bad you are. You, just you're so bad it's just why why are you so bad like you you came through there with your dummy thick thighs and they were basically (laughs) clapping your butt cheeks so hard you alerted the enemy to our presence why would you do this and it was just and it like me and one of the other guys basically were trading that you know back and forth he was doing and i was doing zavala the whole time and just and I, I bring this up because it's like I do the, the Zavala voice anytime I really gotta make somebody just really lose their spadoinkle. Um The but the like the like at that point, mom heard us using terms like "dummy thick" and the clap of my ass cheeks. Um, and <laughs> at which point, you heard mom in the background going, "What on earth are you doing? Who is talking about butt cheeks?" And was basically coming in like, and you heard him, "Mom, no, it's I'm just playing a game. There are other people on the internet." And she's like, "Well, you don't need to be playing this." And Blueberry went away. <laughs> yes. And at which point, at which point, I'm just like, "And no more salty talk." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Check. <laughs> I just oh. like I, I don't want to be a jerk, but at a certain point, it's like, dude, my KD was like was like a point and a half higher than yours. I no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's that's too good. Oh. All right, so well, with that, I will wrap up the game. <laughs> Sorry. Oh I no, did it not again. A problem. Okay. No, I did it again. I was already at the end, so no, that's, we're good. that we're worked. Good. <laughs> uh, so overall, this game feels it still feels good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the voice game mechanic is super unique for RTS games, and I don't think it's ever been used since. Okay. If it has, no. Please tell at me. At least not as well. Yeah. So Fair enough. It it was too too good. Um, let's see. Theater of War was really was really cool to experience when it was up and you know up and running. Yeah, it was yeah. still going. Yep. Yeah, and like every time you signed in, it's just like, oh, what's what happened while I was away? Like when I fell asleep and then was at school the next day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
and you just come back to it and you see that like Europe has taken over most of Russia. It's like, holy fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Europe's Europe's making a push. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, yeah. The bears will come out. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um let's see. The story, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I restarted playing it. It's, you know, I'm still in the prelude to mm-hmm. war, but it's it feels good. It's a fun story. Right. It's not one of those RTS where it's just like, here you are. It gives like it leads up to it. All right. Yeah. And the places where it has the voice acting and everything, it's not like cringy bad. It's not like um, yes. It's not like some of the places where in Red Alert where it got like it like space. Actually was... But <laughs> no, yeah. It actually is like actually like it was very well voice acted. The um um f like graphics and effects wise even like and yes i'm downloading it right now thank you yes um, Yay! yes yes, yes. Um, that's the point which of this I, podcast which i'm now like i went and i'm downloading it on steam right now and it's like i'm checking it and it's like no multiplayer doesn't work on steam anymore because the login servers for it are gone i'm like yeah mm-hmm. but um like uh the the graphics and stuff still like play well and i'm like yeah yep. no yeah yeah campaign was actually campaign was actually very replayable in a lot of ways yes cool yes it was so yeah and uh the one of the voice actors he's the the general for the american forces mm. uh steve bloom mm-hmm. i yeah. believe yep yeah. uh who was the toonami guy oh yeah. yeah or spike from cowboy bebop yes also yeah. him yeah so i it, always thought it was funny that he introduced himself yep during toonami here's me but <laughs> literally yeah. oh yeah here's a uh, yeah. favorite space cowboy cowboy bebop and that is like yeah and you're here again voicing the same yeah. goddamn person anyway but yeah. hearing his voice again like it just he's one of my favorite voice actors mm-hmm. and i didn't even know he was in this game yeah so just hearing him pop up i'm like yo i know oh i know, I know. that voice hearing him I'm I'm gonna play this game again and hear him that young, yeah. Versus oh, yes. like it's, hearing him now, it's Holy crap, wild. It it always is. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> um. Let's see. Where was I? Um. It is unfortunately getting more and more outdated, yeah. and with very little online support, that won't get any better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is definitely one of the most underrated RTS games out there. Yes. Fair. Totally. But. Yeah. And uh, I will be giving this a solid nine. A nine? Yeah. Yes. That's nine out of ten. I, yep. I hardly concur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I, I bang the table. I'll allow it. I will allow it. Oh, uh, yeah, no. great. Totally. It's uh, for anybody who's interested or likes playing games on PC, it's nine ninety nine on Steam right now. That's it's nice. like, not that bad. That's not a, like, seriously, that's like pocket change for a lot of Steam games. Yep. Totally decent, worth to add to your Steam library if you don't, you know, don't look at my backlog of Steam games. But, like, seriously, it's a great game. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, this was actually one of the few RTSs, I guess, I could pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really I'm good. I'm going to be playing it after this. So. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> um, also, uh, I obviously am not going to rate the book yet because I haven't finished it for you guys. So I will do that. I, I always do it at the end of the book. I prefer to, unless okay. it's a very big book. <laughs> and then I'll do like part of the way. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'll read it at the end of the book. So that would be next episode. Which is in two weeks. Which is in two weeks, guys. Not next Friday, the following Friday. Promise. Oh. Um <laughs> and uh I guess, yeah, don't forget to uh enter in that contest. That giveaway. Giveaway, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, don't forget that we're going to buy monthly and uh Thank you thank again you. for coming Seriously. on. Seriously. It was so much fun having. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun having you on, and I know the distractions. A lot of people are like, feel like, oh, I hate taking you off track. We do that all the time. Yeah, all the fucking time. (laughs) It is the understatement. It's par for the course here. (laughs) It is so common for us. Uh, Again, Um, I'm saying this. It's like this. It's. uh, I unfortunately cannot allow myself to not apologize for my nature. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fair. Uh, so I guess with that, thank you guys again for another great episode, episode sixty-one. Yeah, wow! <laughs> I know, nice. sixty over sixty. Um, and keep on turning those pages and mashing those buttons. And we'll see you next time, bye guys. Uh, bye. Bye.